Panthers Nation, crack it open, crack it open. Hey, guess what? I don't drink, folks. Part of the reason I'm, I'm glad that I, I don't have sponsors because I did have a sponsor, a beer-related sponsor, reach out to me before the season to ask if I would sponsor them. And I'm glad things didn't pan out with that because I don't drink and I could never come on here and give an ad about beer when I don't drink beer or anything. Anyways, Panthers you know, Nation, crack open whatever it is that you like to drink and welcome. Welcome to the winner's circle. Welcome to the winner's club. I have a nice bubbly right here if you're watching. Wow. What a freaking game. I'm going to take a sip. My gosh. For that game, I tweeted it out. I was like, it feels like the Super Bowl of Super Bowls <laughs> for us. That's my first victory as a podcast host. I've been on here nine games in a row trying to get people motivated, trying to tell them why the Panthers are going to be good, and then they just completely plummet down. And I'm like, what am I doing? What is going on? Yesterday, finally, after all this time, the Panthers pulled it off, and it was not easy. It was a close game, closer than I thought. I mean, I knew it was going to be close, but scoring-wise, it was a defensive game. We have a lot to talk about. I want to get through it fast because I tend to have longer episodes of like 25 to 30 minutes, and I'm trying to get better about condensing those down and getting into the, the meat and the nitty-gritty. Let's jump right in, folks. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud coming into the game. That was the headline. The headlines also read that C.J. Stroud was the better quarterback. Statistically, yes, he is and or was. But guess what? We got the dub. Check the box. We got the dub, Panthers Nation. And I know there's C.J. fans in the Panthers universe right here that are probably really ticked off that that happened. But Bryce outplayed him. Bryce outplayed him. And here's the other thing. Bryce outplayed him with very subpar receivers and skill players. If you watch the game and if you watched it end to end, there are multiple occasions where CJ's guys did things for him to make him better. It wasn't CJ putting the ball in a good spot. It was guys making catches, toe taps on the sideline. We saw the craziest play where Dante Jackson tips the ball, or it might have been Dante, I'm pretty sure it was Dante, tips the ball. Their guy had stepped out of bounds, but because we tipped it and he came back in bounds, he caught it. So they had like all these things happening in their favor. CJ throws a pass, his guy catches it and gets the first down. Just time after time, delivering his, his players, making plays for him while we have our guys over there trying to struggle to catch the ball. If you're watching the video, you just saw my motion. When Bryce gets weapons around him, that are somewhat competent to that level, he's going to take off. We're going to get into the box score, but my gosh, do we have our new running back here in the Carolinas? And the rushing attack wasn't great, but at the end of the game, when we needed that first down, because that was that was it, you get the first down, you control the ball, you, you can run the clock down, and then kick the field goal, and that's exactly what Chuba Hubbard did. We're going to look at the snap count of, of the players. Chuba's taken off. Tommy Trimble stock, he's taken off. We saw the touchdown. Tommy Trimble is taking over for Hayden Hurst. You have Steven Sullivan lurking in the background. And my gosh, Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson, who, hey, you know, if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about Dante. But man, did he come up and perform. It was a game that we just needed to win, man. We needed that so bad. People laugh at me right now. Go ahead and laugh because the Panthers are 
two and a half games back at one and six. We are two and a half games back out of the division, even at you know one and six. So take it for what it is. I'm gonna keep buying hope. No, we're not getting into the preview coming up. Here's the thing. See, if I do have Texans fans still listening, I'm not rubbing this in your face. Do not get me wrong. C.J. Stroud is going to be and is a good quarterback, and y'all are going to be okay. Your entire team, your staff, your whole organization, y'all are in a very good, very good state. It was just the Panthers' day. I mean, that's what it was. It was like the Panthers had the plays. They forced the turnovers. They did the things that they had to do, things that we haven't seen them do. And the defense just dominated. I mean, our defense is giving up 31 points a game, and we come in and put on a performance like that. You couldn't have asked for much. You couldn't have asked for much more from our team. Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown, the play caller. I was impressed from the very first drive. And people were were nagging me saying, oh, my gosh, what is it? What is? What are you impressed about? And I'm like, dude, we got the ball, I think, on like the 10-yard line. Had backed, We were backed up on penalties. We had a pretty bogus holding call that negated a really long run. And I'm like, dude. You don't understand how difficult it is for an offense being backed up inside of their own goal line and then having penalties and putting them almost on the goal line. There's not many plays you can call. And I was impressed, even though we didn't move the ball in that series, I was impressed with the play calling. And I was like, all right, we got this thing. We heard you know, from Frank Wright after the game that he did kind of consult or want to talk to Thomas Brown, and but he, it was hands off. It was all Thomas Brown, Thomas Brown's game. Thomas Brown got a game ball. They t- the Panthers tweeted out how many game balls they gave out. I guess they were making up for lost time, considering we haven't won a game. But it was a victory. And man, Frank Wright, I, I, I've been giving him a hard time. I've been giving everyone a hard time. He delivered. He delivered the way that he was supposed to. The team itself just looked so much better. And that's what happens when you win. Like winning can wipe away a lot of things, a lot of issues. And I, I guess as I'm kind of talking through, and we're going to get into the score, like I said, or box score and some of the, the breakdown, I got a bone to pick with the Houston Texans. And this came up in the post game. It came up today. Frank Wright was kind of like, Frank Wright would not accuse Houston. I'm going to, I will accuse Houston as a fan. What Houston did at the end of the game, and I don't cuss on this podcast, but my gosh, if I did, I'd be dropping some words. It was total BS. Yes, it's it's a loophole in the, in the rules and the way things work, but it's total bull freaking crap, man. So for those who did not tune in or if you don't know what happened, at the end of the game, Houston was out of timeouts. So they were out of timeouts, so they were trying to ice the kicker. The first time they did it, it didn't really seem like it was just like, oh, they jumped off sides. And you're like, okay, he's just trying to time the kick up. But then it kept happening. And then they run into Johnny Hecker. But not just running into Johnny Hecker. They hit him. If you listen to the locker room post game with Eddie Pinheiro talking about the hit, he said Hecker got hit hard. Like it wasn't just a cheap, it was a cheap shot because Hecker wasn't expecting to get hit. And that's what drew the two the, the personal foul. Man, that's got to be addressed. I know it's a loophole, but for those who don't know, he, what they were trying to do is ice the kicker without being able to have a timeout because you're getting into the kicker's head and – on the second attempt, Eddie makes the kick, but because he was unevaded to the quarterback, they had to draw it, you know, blow it dead. So Eddie had to hit that kick three times in a row. He played it calm and cool, just as you would want from your kicker and your special teams crew. 
But that's gotta be addressed. I think Frank Wright is on the competition committee. Bring that up. Get that out of the game. Nobody has time for that. This is the freaking NFL. This is not Pop Warner, man. You don't have your timeouts. So what? Like, that's on you and your coaching staff. You're going to lose the game. Time up the kick, and let's move on. I I don't have time for, for that, that kind of crap in the game. But, man, victory. Victory Monday. I wanted to record this last night. I was exhausted. I passed out early because we had a long weekend. I did some yard work. So there you go. I'm also trying something new if you're, if you're going to watch the, the pod. I'm trying to get sophisticated. I'm going to throw some of these stats on the screen or, or screenshots while I talk through it so you can see it live with me. Let's get into the box score. All about C.J. Stroud. That was the talk. That was the talk. Bryce Young delivered. Bryce Young, 22 of 31, 235 yards, 7.6 average, the one touchdown, he was sacked six times. We know we got to work on the sacks. I, I'll i save that for another day because, my gosh, we won, and I don't care. Passer rating of 103.6. Comparing it to Young, Young 16 to 24, 140 yards, 5.8 average. Sacked twice, 81.9 rating. C.J. Stroud did not play bad. C.J. Stroud did not play bad at all. But we, our defense, our depleted defense, that people want to bang on, that's given up 31 points for a game, kept him in check, and that's all you could ask for. Rushing attack, we were not great, and I already said this. 15 carries, 28 yards for Chuba, but he, 1.9 average is not good. He got the, at the end of the game, I even tweeted right before it happened, I said, Chuba's got to get this, give the ball. Hand it off to him three times in a row, that's what we did. We get the first down, put it away, put it away. Bryce Young, four carries for 11 yards, being able to scramble when needed. Raheem Blackshear getting involved. Miles Sanders. As I said, the decline of Miles Sanders. When we talk about names that may be available, things have shifted. Miles Sanders, Terrace Marshall Jr., Hayden Hurst. Ma, it's not looking good for some of them. He had two carries for zero yards. He also, if you go back and it was on the final drive, when I watched it live, I was like, Something's not right with this play. It was the fourth and two to Adam, where Adam makes the play. I mean, it, it was contested. But half the reason it was contested as much as it was is because Miles Sanders ran the wrong route and was right there. And if you watched it live, you're like, wait, why is Miles like there? And he, he puts his hands back. Adam makes the catch, luckily. But we did find out that he ran the, ran the wrong route after the game. They did get his. Houston ran the ball well, 110-yard total yards. But it was dispersed evenly with Pierce. He was their leading rusher with only 46 yards. I'll take that because we held Singletary to 30 yards. Tank Dell got a few carries. C.J. Stroud showing his a little bit his, his mobility. But 110, you know, 30 attempts for 110, I'll take it. The other thing, we were pretty balanced. You know, I haven't updated our stats, but coming into the game, we were like 63% pass to 30-some percent run. We ended up running the ball 24 times, passing 31, so much more balanced, like I said. Receiving, you know who led? Adam Thielen, eight catches, 72 yards. Longest reception was 31 yards. Jonathan Mingo, the big 40-yard reception. Okay, Mingo, I see you. Keep it up, man. Four, four receptions, excuse me, 62 yards. Chuba Hubbard, two for 26. Raheem Blackshear. He had a really good play off the screen. Two for 26. DJ Chark, 
two for 23. We know he had a he had a drop, a crucial drop, but made up for it. Sullivan had the one catch, Terrace Marshall, and then Tommy Trimble had two for four yards, but he did get the, the lone touchdown. Hayden Hurst was targeted twice, no catches. And look at the snap counts. Uh, we held, you know, 140 yards receiving. Noah Brown, leading receiver three for 57. We knew Nico Collins would be a factor. He only had four catches for 30 yards. Tank Dell was pretty much held in check as well, three for 16. Defense, when you think about who won this game, Bryce delivered when he needed to at the end, as as did the whole team. The defense won this game, forcing turnovers and being able to shut them down. Another person or group that won this game, special teams. Blackshear had that 52-yard kickoff return. You're starting to see him getting more involved. So with LaVisca being out, Raheem's getting some of those touches, so he is the kick returner. And we know got to see him a little bit more on offense. Amir Smith-Marset didn't do a lot, 3 for 12 on the punt return game, but then we had Eddie Pinheiro seal the deal. He was 3 for 3 on field goals. He did have the one missed extra point, but he made the most important one at the end of the game. Good old Johnny Hecker carrying Eddie Pinheiro off as we won piggyback ride. Had four punts, 203 yards, 50-yard average, one inside the 20. And, yeah, I'm not going to read through Houston, at least that uh, through those stats. So, bringing down team stats. 21st downs to 16 for the Panthers. Pretty balanced. We had 11, excuse me, yeah, passing first downs. Three, the stats are all weird. Three rushing, and then six per first downs from penalties. Like, Bryce got him to jump. You're starting to see the maturity of him because there was one play. It was right before the two-minute warning in the first half. He runs up to the line, faking to look like he's going to run a play, does a hard count, gets him to jump, gets the first down. So he's he's getting it, getting it, picking it up. Total yards, it was pretty even. It was not a stellar day at all for, for either offense. 229 yards for them, 224 for us, 10 to 9 drives. 4.1 yards per play for them, 3.7 for us. We talked about the passing and the rushing. Penalties. We have been a penalized team, but we were pretty uh, pretty dang good yesterday. 3 for 20 on our side. They had 10 for 70. And we had the one turnover, which is the fumble by Dante Jackson that knocked it loose. Great job, y'all. Great job. Let's look at the offensive snap counts because this – this is where you start to say, like, okay, something's happening as far as, like, people are listening. Uh, starting offensive line, Throckmorton, Icky. Mm. This is a positive podcast today because we won. I'm going to take it light on Icky. But Icky, man, Icky is showing a lot of regression. I hate to see it because he is a talented – he's a talented player. It may be better suited for him to take, take the move inside to guard. A lot of this will depend on when Brady Christensen comes back, which we know is not not going to be this year, unfortunately. Taylor Motenall, uh, Austin Corbett, welcome back, my friend. Oh, have we missed you. Austin uh, played all the snaps on the offensive line, right guard, and then Bradley Bozeman closing it out. And we know Bryce Young. Mingo played 99% of the snaps. Thielen, 97. Shark, 93. This is where I want to break it down. Chuba Hubbard, 67% of the snaps. Mile, which was 45 snaps. 
Miles Sanders, 12 snaps for 18, 18%. That tells me they are listening and paying attention. Raheem Blackshear, so you, you thought there was a competition for RB1. Chuba's RB1. Blackshear is competing for RB2 because Blackshear had 10, 10 plays compared to Miles' 12. Tight end, Tommy Trimble, 36 snaps, which is 54%. Hayden Hurts was only in there 33% of the time, 22 snaps. You want to talk about money, spending too much money. You know, we talk about running backs, but tight end, just to look at what has happened. You go out and you pay Miles Sanders all of this money. You turn around and Alchuba's your back. Raheem Blackshear's right there, and you've overpaid for Miles. Same thing with, with Hayden Hurst. And I'm not saying Hayden Hurst isn't going to come around and he isn't a good tight end. But you've got guys with value on the team at lower salaries that you can then disperse the money around. And maybe, hey, maybe you pay by Brian Burns. Who knows? Terrace Marshall Jr., who knows on the trading block, only played in four plays. So if he if he's not gone, if he does not move by the trade line and trade deadline, which is Halloween at 4 p.m., I would be surprised. Doesn't make a lot of sense to keep him around. I don't know if we waive him. Again, I should look up the salary, but I haven't looked it up to see what, you know, how much it would cost to waive. But it's one of those where it's like it just doesn't make sense for him or us for, for him to be here when he's not going to get get that many valuable reps. My friends, what a win, what a win, what a win. So I'm going to close this episode out. Look at that. I am ahead of schedule. I normally ramble all day long. I still ramble all day long. But I'm getting better, man. I'm getting better. So I tweeted out and said, hey, fans, drop your reactions or ask me a question per the usual. Hey, guess what? Boom. Pretending I'm magically throwing up the, the, the Twitter tweet. <laughs> I've got two tweets that came through. Number one, Roll Coverage Pod. You may, you're may you going to get familiar with that name because another Panthers pod that I work closely with. And I just said, hey, drop your reactions. And he said, our defense deserves the credit for holding them to a winnable score and I'm glad we got the win. Go Panthers. Me too, man. Go freaking Panthers. It felt like that kick was like, and I said it coming in, but it did feel like the Super Bowl kick. I wanted to jump up and get pretty dang amped up. My wife was, I think she was in the bedroom. I think Pearson was asleep. He was asleep, so it was like I had to be quiet. I was like, I don't want to yell too much. Man, I was freaking excited to get that win. Let's go, Panthers Nation. Alex Bryant. My man Alex runs the Kitty Lit Podcast with Ricky. They have a great show as well. Another Panthers pod. I teamed up with him way back. And uh, they just had DJ Chark on their podcast. So go follow them. Listen. Very, very good guys, man. I love the Panthers community. I'm always going to support not tear down. Alex Bryant, though, uh, Alex Bryant1231 said he would love to hear my thoughts on Sanders, Miles Sanders moving forward, and Tommy Trimble. And I kind of gave it away just based off of, like, I knew he tweeted this, and so I, I did a little prep work. But, yeah, my my opinion, how do we get rid of Miles? And I don't mean it in a bad way. I said this last night. I want success for everyone that puts on a Panthers uniform do not get me wrong. I want them to be successful. But at this point, there's got to be a team out there that thinks they can grab him and maybe go on a playoff run or rejuvenate whatever is going on because it's just not happening here. I hate it for him. I do see Raheem 
continuing to get more reps. I don't know what this, the bigger question is, what does this do for Scott Fitter? Because now he may be looking kind of, kind of rough there. And he said, yeah, and we talked about Tommy Trimble. I do think Tommy Trimble will continue to see significant snaps on the field, just like I highlighted there. So closing it out, and I actually meant to do this. I wanted to also, I went over snap counts for the offense. I did not look at the defense. The main thing I wanted to call out, number one, Frankie Louvu, freaking stud. His mom was at the game. That was his first game his his mom has been able to see. So he's Filipino. His mom has never been here. He just became a U.S. citizen this past year. Congrats to him. Congrats to having your mom there, man. Mom's family, you know, supporting kids. I love that. This is 99% of the reason I started this was kind of in memory of my mom and to keep her spirits up. She's a diehard Panthers fan. And so for me, I love a good mom story. Love a good mom story. Hey, shout out to the mom of our kids, my kids, which is my good old wife, Sarah, because she is amazing too. So we've got Johnson, TJ Johnson, getting some snaps. He played in 50% of the snaps. Man, come on. Keep it coming, bro. Keep it coming. Rooting for success all these guys. Glad to see him out there. Jamie Robinson. Talked about him a little bit. He got out there for 12 snaps, which is 21% of the plays. I love to see these guys. So as as much as I've bashed our front office, we're slowly starting to see this stuff trickle in and seeing some, uh, you know, reaping the benefits. Anyways, Panthers Nation. This is Carolina Dad. I do have uh, an exciting announcement as far as some gear. I'm working on a hoodie design or multiple hoodie designs. I'm going to buy one first before I start selling it. I'll open up a, a Shopify, I guess. Shirts. I don't have a hat yet. I'm going to get some hats. And as always, like, follow, subscribe, all that. Tweet at me during the week. The other thing, I forgot. Like two or three weeks ago, I was back on ESPN Wilmington. I was supposed to be back today. I missed it because I had a, had a call at work. So shout out to Randy Slack for ESPN Wilmington because he tried to pull me back. That would have been my third time on the show. I'm going to get connected with him and try to, to get on there again. He's a Bengals fan, but he's a local Wilmington guy that runs Modern Rock, ESPN Wilmington. Appreciate him him uh, trying to get me on the show as, as a Panthers fan. It's great. Does does good for me. So anyways, that's all I got, Panthers Nation. Peace. Y'all have a good one.